Welcome back to Return to Truth Podcast, the best podcast you will listen to all day, guaranteed for your money back. I'm your host, the one and only Clint Curry. We are back at it again after a short break. It's been very restful, to say the least, but the show must go on. If this is your first time here with me, then allow me to welcome you to the show. And thank you very much for joining us today. If you've been here before, I appreciate your continued loyalty to the truth, this podcast, and for coming back for more. It's like a good bag of chips. You can't just have one. Okay, maybe chips isn't the best choice here for this. But you know what? If you haven't yet listened to our previous podcast episode, or season for that matter, then please make sure you go back and give it a listen. The last episode that was recorded was Season 2, Episode 12, The Eye of the Storm. In that episode, we discussed what it's like to be in the center of the eye of the storm, of sinful life, and what you can do to make sure you don't end up in one yourself by keeping yourself prepared. As always, before we start any episode, we need to ask God to guide us into a better understanding of His Word so that we can discern what it is He is trying to tell us. So with all that said, let's start off with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for sending your Son as an example for us, showing us how to live and who to live for. Help us in this life, on these grounds below, to not be of the world, but rather just in it. Help us to now see the example you have provided. In Jesus' name we pray these things. Amen. The title of today's episode is Be Like Jesus. Most of you, well, maybe most of you, that is, might remember the 1991 advertisement, Be Like Mike. It was a television advertisement for Gatorade, starring the professional basketball player Michael Jordan from the Chicago Bulls, number 23. It was the very first Gatorade commercial to feature Michael Jordan. The concept or idea for Be Like Mike actually originated from an advertisement executive who was inspired by the song, I Want to Be Like You. That's from the Disney film, The Jungle Book. But he failed to secure the rights to use it. So we have Michael Jordan and The Jungle Book. At this point, you are probably feeling pretty old. That's okay. Me too. Me too. I get it. However, growing up as a child, a teenager, or even as an adult, for instance, it's likely you had or have someone in your life whom you'd admired, someone you looked up to, perhaps a relative, teacher, athlete, or even, dare I say it, maybe a political figure. Okay, maybe not any recent political figures, but you get the point. These people were sort of a mentor, an advisor, or trainer to you. You might have wanted to pattern or change part of your life after the way he or she lived. I want to be like Mike, for instance. Although, being like Mike won't get you very far in this world. Unless you can fly like he did. Okay, all joking aside, let's get to the point. But even the best of human role models have their flaws and weaknesses. They are, after all, only flesh and blood human beings just like us. Who are susceptible to the same old human failings, wrongdoings, mistakes, and sins that we find ourselves doing ourselves. The bad side of things may not have been evident during their lifetimes. Maybe they kept a lid on it. Maybe it was never revealed to you at all. 
but it's there and it's often exposed somehow after their passing in some way, usually via a tell-all book of some sort or a television documentary. We've seen it happen time and time again. And, well, it happens. With that said, there is, as you might imagine, an astonishing exception to this rule. Someone who had no mistakes. Someone who was flawless and, well, perfect to say the least. There was even a book written after him. This man, his name is Jesus. And he was fully human, fully divine, and fully faithful to God. He was completely without sin or blemish. He was spotless. Something we would love to strive for. The point is that we should be like Jesus. Jesus is our example. It's someone to mimic. Look around at this entire world that we live in. Take a look at some of the role models up on the stage and in the media spotlight. Or maybe don't because I can't honestly find a single one that I want to be like. None of which can even compare to that of Jesus. There is no contest to him. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 17 and 18 says, In all things he had to be made like his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God, to make appropriation for the sins of the people. For in that he himself has suffered being tempted, he is able to aid those who are tempted. Jesus, we read in Hebrews 4.15 was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. This is more than just good news for everyone. It's phenomenally good news, but especially for those who follow Jesus closely, for those who want what Jesus has. We have a true role model whom we can emulate our lives without fear or failure because he is faithful in his walk. He will carry us if we fall. Acting as much like Jesus as we can is the safest thing we can do for ourselves and for others. We should think about what he thought about, love what he loved, and despise completely what he avoided in his life. 1 John chapter 2, verse 6 says, He who says he abides in him ought himself also to walk just as he walked. In other words, we should live and breathe the life of Christ. Christ should always be the filter in our lives. We should pray that whatever comes from within ourselves has to go through Christ first. We should mimic his every move. How much happier would our lives be? How much better would the whole world be? If we only took Peter's advice, in 1 Peter 2, verses 21, it says, To this you were called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow his steps. Christ is an example to follow. John chapter 13, verses 13 through 17 says, You call me teacher and Lord, and you say well, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example, that you should do as I have done to you. Most assuredly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is he who is sent greater than he who sent him. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. God desires for us to know his Son, to be more like him in every way. Believe it or not, we are created to be like him. 
you were created to become like Christ. From the very beginning, God's ultimate plan has been to make you like his son, Jesus. This is your destiny. Your calling is to bear fruit. John 15, 16 says, You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you, and ordained you, that you should go and bring forth fruit. Are you in spiritual fatigue, or do you see spiritual fruitfulness in your own life? Jesus says, Follow me. That's not just a verbal statement to listen to. In one ear and out the other, they say. But no, it requires us to do our part. Follow me requires us to get up and move. There is work to be done in our lives, and Jesus alone can do it. Matthew chapter 7, verses 17-20 through 20 says this, Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, by their fruits you will know them. The scriptures describing Jesus to us show us a number of different Christ-like attributes that we need to learn and develop during our course of our lives. They include knowledge, humility, charity, love, obedience, diligence, faith, and hope. These cannot be developed without His help. As Christians, our goal should be Christ-likeness. Honestly, as a people, our goal should be Christ-likeness, becoming like Jesus in all we say and all that we do. But that is not something that happens automatically. It requires an intentional and ongoing effort on our part. It requires effort, pushing against the grain, standing out in the crowd. Romans 12.2 says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. It tells us plain and simple. Do not conform to the pattern, the design and system of this world. In other words, to conform to something is to adopt its shape or characteristics, to become like that thing you are conforming to. Conforming to the world is not what you want to find yourself doing at the return of Jesus. The patterns of this world we are in now relates to the values, morals, characteristics, and patterns of behaviors that fallen humanity has chosen for themselves. It's the blind leading the blind. We should be looking up, not looking down. The world is leading us astray as a nation, as followers of Christ. What's interesting is that God created us in the beginning, but He now gives us a second chance, a choice to now recreate ourselves when we choose Jesus. What we need to do as people, more than anything, is conform to Jesus himself, to mold ourselves to his likeness, to be just like him. Instead of conforming to the pattern of this sinful and fallen world, we are to be transformed by Jesus our Savior. To be transformed involves a change, and he will continue his good work in you. In Philippians 4, verse 8, Paul tells us, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, Whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, 
whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. You know, some time ago there was an acronym, a popular trend that went around the world among Christians that encouraged them to ask the question, what would Jesus do? Merchandise all over was featuring the WWJD logo. I'm sure you remember it. What many people did not know about this is that the question itself actually came from the 1896 novel In His Steps by Charles M. Sheldon. The book's storyline follows a group of people who vowed to live for a year making no decision without first asking themselves, what would Jesus do? I have not read the book, but can you imagine for a moment if the world did the same thing? If we held that pattern and conformed ourselves to Jesus. You know, someone once said, I found that trying to become more like Jesus yields far better results than trying to become a better me. That's all we need here. More of him and less of me or ourselves. So how exactly are we to pattern the life of Jesus? What can we do to become more like him? We spoke about some of the characteristics already that we need, but how do we get those? Let's dive a bit deeper. Let's start off with the basics, the bare necessities, a simple foundation that God himself gave us. We may have missed it, especially if you aren't looking closely, but in John 14, 15, it actually says this, If you love me, keep my commandments. Now, why would Jesus say that? What would be the reason? Because out of love comes obedience. Being obedient to Christ is pattering his lifestyle. So then up next, we see in order to be more like Christ, it requires us to sacrifice ourselves in a similar way like Jesus did. Lay it all on the cross. Lay it out before God. Give him the permission to take it from you. Sacrifice whatever it is to God. Say it out loud. I will mimic my creator, not the created. I will worship my God, not the idols of this world. Finally, you will want to then pray a prayer for daily bread. No, not the soft, warm goodness that you put butter on, but instead the only bread that will truly give you what you need. The word of God. The Bible must be your source and the inspiration in order to better understand Christ. Pray for inspiration. Pray for the Holy Spirit to help you understand the Word. You know, in the book called Be Like Jesus, it says, The prayer for daily bread includes not only food to sustain the body, but that spiritual bread will also nourish the soul unto life everlasting. Jesus bids us, Labor not for the meat which perish, but for the meat which endureth unto everlasting. That's John 6, 27. He says, I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. That's verse 51. Our Savior is the bread of life, and it is by beholding his love, by receiving it into the soul, that we feed upon the bread which came down from heaven. We receive Christ through his word, and the Holy Spirit is given to open the word of God to our understanding and bring home its truths to our hearts. 
we are to pray day by day that as we read His Word, God will send His Spirit to reveal to us the truth that will strengthen our souls for the day's need. In teaching us to ask every day for what we need, both temporal and spiritual blessings, God has a purpose to accomplish for our good. He would have us realize our dependence upon His constant care, for He is seeking to draw us into communion with Himself. In this communion with Christ, through prayer and the study of the great and precious truths of His Word, we shall as hungry souls be fed. As those that thirst, we shall be refreshed at the fountain of life. You know what Jesus was all about? Jesus was all about love. And commentary on this from an online perspective says, Jesus also talked a lot about love. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. John 15, 12. And greater love has no one than this, that someone laid down his life for his friends. John 15, 13. You know, when most people think of Jesus, they think of love and their right to do so. And Jesus didn't just talk about it, he lived it. He touched lepers, embraced sinners, healed the sick, and extended forgiveness to adulterers seconds after they sinned. It is love unconditional. It's called agape love. Love that binds believers together and knits us to the heart of God. John 17, 26. Jesus lived a life much different than you think. Most people who say they want to be more like Jesus really don't have a full understanding of what that really means. You see, Jesus gave up everything. He was a peasant, a servant. He gave it all, literally. From riches to rags, Jesus was then executed for treason. The similarities between Roman values and American values are striking here. Yet so is the American church's unchecked adoption of such Roman and American values that we find. Our addiction to comfort and security and material possessions that we stuff into our bulging barns mirrors the Pax Romana, but is a far cry from the peace and love of Christ, which includes simplicity, suffering, and death. In other words, are you ready to give it all? Are you ready to say to Jesus, I am yours. Everything I own, all that I have, all that I am belongs to you. Are you conforming to the things of this world? Are you mimicking Satan or are you mimicking Jesus? Are you blending into the sea of all the people around you, the lovers of self, the lovers of money, and the lovers of pleasure, rather than the lovers of God? So who is your example? You are either becoming more and more like Jesus every day, or you are becoming less like him. There is no neutral position. Well, that's all for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. We have so much more coming your way. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram. Just search the name Return to Truth and look for the logo. So feel free to drop us a Bible question and we will answer it here on the show. You can also leave a comment or even request a shout out. You can find Return to Truth on many different podcast apps. Just search Return to Truth and look for the logo. Make sure to follow this podcast channel on any of those apps or websites to stay up to date. 
Don't forget to the comment and rate because I want to hear from you. And please share this podcast as much as you can. Let's get the word out. Remember to stay tuned as we return to truth.